The network marketing industry has changed dramatically in the last decade. With the advent of social media, digital marketing, the rise of the influencer, and all the tech platforms that promise something extraordinary, how do you separate the helpful from the hype? Welcome to Beyond the Network Marketing Dream, where authenticity and relationships, simplicity and duplication are at the core of everything we focus on. The fundamentals of building still work. Join us as we go Beyond the Network Marketing Dream. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Today I am with Heather Birch. And Heather, we've already had fun talking pre-show. I love your approach to network marketing. It is refreshing. And I think it's making a comeback, if you will. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Now, previously, your podcast was called Scale Without Social, which I love that too, but it's called The Called to Lead. And you really have a spiritual approach to it, which makes so much sense. You want to talk a little bit about that as we get rolling here? Sure. So I started my podcast, The Called to Lead podcast, as Scale Without Social when I myself stepped away from social about a year ago. And I have not posted once on Instagram and Facebook (laughs) since then. But now I have shifted the podcast to be the Call to Lead podcast, (laughs) where I help network marketing leaders grow their income and impact beyond their own effort by choosing faith over fear and leveraging simple systems. I could tell you more about my story if you like, but essentially in a nutshell, that's what I'm here to do is just help people realize that there is a way that has been effective in network marketing for generations long before social media was even in existence. And so I think it's really important to focus in on the principles of building connections and relationships. And that's how you build that. uh, that, That's so crazy. It just makes my mind start spinning like this whole idea. We got to parse it apart for just a minute here. But it's interesting, right? Are you almost coaching the team? My wife, Julie, always says that comparison's the thief of joy. And one of the dangers of social is people get on there And they spend this life in comparison versus living it, really doing it. And so are you almost using that as a tool to get your team away from social and talk about some of the evils of it that exist? Well, full transparency, I did use social media quite a bit to build my and leverage the existing relationships that I had when I grew my business. And in fact, I wouldn't advise a network marketer these days to avoid social altogether, which is one of the reasons I gotcha. did Fair enough. the podcast. Yeah. However, I do feel very strongly that what I'm seeing in the industry right now is there are so many people who are trying to be an online influencer and they're focusing all their energy and efforts on growing a massive following on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. And in what I'm seeing are if they do build a team, which a lot of times they do, the team cannot duplicate that success because it's a very small facet, less than 1%, I would say, that have the ability and the skill set to grow a massive following on social media. But I see the 99% that are not, I don't want to say never going to get there, but likely not going to get there, trying to emulate those efforts when there are a host of other network marketing principles that can and will build their business without having to be a slave to social media. That's more of my messaging. No, I love it. You don't have to get rid of it totally, but there is, let's take the other extreme, okay? You don't need to go, you can leverage social, you can do it properly. But the other extreme is, and this is what we certainly saw a lot during the pandemic, and I get people were looking for an alternative 
But it almost seems to be coming back a little bit full circle across the board that people are realizing that an influencer, a digital marketer isn't necessarily, they're not going to be able to build the depth, the relationships, the momentum, right? Absolutely. That is necessary. Yes. And I would say the fulfillment, because what happens when you focus on building a following yourself, if you have that capability of doing that and that skill set, it's all tied to your own effort, first of all. So you are the one who's doing all the work. You are reaping the benefits. And there's definitely, when it's the right product, an opportunity to make great income from selling your product. But because no one else is experiencing that same Mm -hmm. level of growth, it feels empty. It feels frustrating. People experience burnout. And the minute that they take their foot off the gas pedal, their business starts to crumble. Whereas if you focus more on relationships, connections, and really leveraging the following that you already have, even if it's just a few hundred or a thousand or the 10 people who are watching your stories, whatever it is, leveraging those connections and the relationships and doing Sometimes the hard, scary things like starting the conversation about your product or your business Mm. are the things that drive not only the income, but again, the fulfillment that comes from helping other people win big in this business. That's, I think, what makes me so passionate about this. And it's hard as somebody new to the industry or maybe who hasn't connected all the dots, you see the person walk the stage that has been the influencer. They have a high level in the comp plan can recruit a lot of people. They put them frontline. They generate a spread because of their higher level of margin that they earn. And they're making really good money. But as you said, as soon as the revenue stops, because they're essentially trading time for money, but they're in a network marketing model. And the whole point was to be able to create leverage. It's hard not to be influenced by some of those people, though, when you see that clearly they are making money. Definitely. One of the biggest challenges that any network marketing leader, especially who has built their business the old fashioned way that we see uh-huh. as challenges, you know, the ones that are big on Instagram, for example, or TikTok, or like you said, a lot of times they are the top sellers. And so they're the ones recognized on stage at conventions. So the challenge with that is what people want to emulate. But in reality, there are a whole host of network marketers who've built, myself included, who've built an unbelievable income, a passive income where they're like, I still am in the top, probably 2%, I would say of sales for our company, but not that tippy top five, top 10 sellers necessarily. But again, my income now at this point is less than a few percentages tied to my own effort. And I'd rather have a thousand people selling a hundred dollars than even I'll take the one selling a hundred thousand too, because if she's meant to be doing that, and there are some, I would not say to step away from that if that is their gift. But again, it's just a small facet of most teams that have that gift and skill set. That's awesome. Okay, now let's talk a little bit. We have a lot of people that listen to the show that have large organizations, they're big time leaders, or they're on the enterprise side. And with all the noise that exists, how do you quiet that storm and teach the fundamentals with so many distractions? How do you get back to the heart of it with the organization? Sure. So I think it's really about teaching simple systems and really helping them. I don't want to say dumb it down, but truly dumb it down to a level that someone who's brand new can understand. Someone who has never been in in network marketing can really grasp those steps that they will need to take. And what I think a lot of people don't realize is people don't always do what you tell them to do or what your systems or trainings tell them to do. They do what they see you 
do <laughs> or what you did. And that's right. even before they, they join. And that's something I learned from my mentor, Bob Heilig. And it has really stuck with me that I think a lot of people overcomplicate their systems, especially if they are trying to sell big if in that respect. And you really have to go back to basics and you have to focus on just asking great questions, really getting to know people and making a deeper connection with the people that you are engaged with, whether that is on social media or in the day-to-day life. And really just focus on those simple steps that you can teach someone else to do. I think when leaders get that, when they can almost focus their own actions on exemplifying what a brand new artist could do themselves, that's where they can build that huge team, that residual income, and all of the blessings that come from this business model. Taking the team, I date myself here. When I started, we had a VHS tape, a fax, a phone, a meeting. Like it was so simple. And people said, what do you do? You only have these four things. Work on questions. Discovery is the questions are a window to a person's soul. And it's discovery first and build rapport. It is as simple as that. Is that what you're mainly focused on? Be in the marketplace, be out and meet a couple friends a day. Is that kind of the fundamentals that you're teaching? Yes. And I love that you touched on the third-party tool concept of like it used to be VHS tapes or something along those. And today it can be a simple three or five minute video that I think almost is even stronger. Like I'm working with my assistant right now to create about three videos that I plan to share with my team. One's a a basics about our product. One's a troubleshooting one. And one is just a good solid follow-up for them just to help them once they've gotten the product in their hands. And so leveraging something simple like that and letting almost me do the explanation and selling, for example, when someone has a problem with the product, those are simple ways that new distributor doesn't have to know all the answers. She doesn't have to really know what to do. All she has to know how to do is send someone a link (laughs) to a video that will answer her customer's question. And Absolutely. Leveraging third-party tools and even leveraging the power of social media. Of course, if I were on social, I could take that same three-minute video, put it on TikTok and leverage it. But instead of my end result goal trying to be to go viral and sell a ton of our product that I'm in the company I'm with is makeup. So sell a ton of makeup. Instead, I'm focusing my actions on what I can show my team that they can use and leverage or emulate as they're building their businesses. Yes. And from a simplicity and a duplication standpoint, how do you take, where do you post those videos? How do you get the team to deliver them? And are they tracking what the prospects are doing out of curiosity in this day of technology? How are you going about teaching that? Sure. There are a few tools that I do recommend. And of course, I'm interested in learning all about Mm -hmm. your tools as well, because not as familiar with them as to be. But for example, our company does have an app that does have a trackable link where I coach my team to create, either use mine or create their own tools or the ones that the company provides, of course, are really fantastic. And what's really cool is that technology does have a trackable link to where when they send it directly to a contact through the app, when that customer clicks on that link, you can see, okay, they're watching, they are engaged in this. That's good. So it's easy enough to get it out the door for them to be able to duplicate. They're not going and cut and pasting links and sticking it in their phone and trying to figure that out. How do you go about the activity, the activity metrics? I always go back when I started, my sponsor handed me a tracking sheet. It had 10 names on it. Of course, it's hard to get everybody to fill it out and commit to it, but it is difficult to identify what levels of activity are people doing. How do you go about that now and coaching people through what's necessary, like the numbers they do have to get through 
to build the business? Sure. Actually, this is a great question. And I just am in the process of rolling out a course and we're rolling it out as a live coaching program for now, but it'll be a course that's available in early 2023. And one of the principles that we teach on in there is what I call the LIFER strategy, L-I-F-E-R, because we obviously want customers and distributors for life. And essentially that involves making a list. The L stands for list. And it's not, I coach on it not being a huge list. I know a lot of people say, for example, in a makeup company, make a list of everyone with skin or any woman. And I say, no, start small. 10, 20, 25 people is a great amount because it's going to create that initial momentum. But the I is invite. So you're inviting them to something, just like you would invite your kids, friends from school to the birthday party, or you would invite someone if you were having a Christmas party at your house or a Bible study. You're inviting them either to a specific event, could be online, could be in person, or you're inviting them to a tool. So again, a simple video. If I were to send you this quick three-minute video that tells you about more about our business model, would you be interested in learning more about it? It's a simple question that you can invite someone right from that list. And they either say yes or no, of course. So the F stands for follow-up because obviously the fortune is in the follow-up. And then the E stands for engage. And engage can, again, happen on social media. If you are focusing more on in-person relationships like myself, that just looks like saying hey to the friends at church and and not expecting anything from them and just being a human and being a friend and continuing to connect with them further without the expectation of anything from them, but continuing that relationship, that conversation, commenting on their social media posts if you're using it, things like that. And then finally, the R stands for repeat. <laughs> and so this is a reminder that this lifer can be used, for example, our today is the last day that our convention ticket early bird pricing is available. I will be going down my list of my direct artists, inviting them to come. I will be following up with them to make sure that they have everything they need in, in regards to travel. I will obviously engage with the ones that are coming as I go. And then I will repeat that process for the next event. That simple strategy, when you can remember it in the acronym, I think is really helpful that it doesn't have to be this huge volume. It doesn't have to be this necessarily set amount each and every day. It's just a simple thing that when you sit down to work your business, when you got an hour, you've got that step-by-step process to get results in your business. I think that's the misnomer that's been created more recently that you have to do this huge volume. And I was never the top recruiter, made millions, hundreds of thousands of people in the organization. And I was never recognized for a top recruiter, but I was good at helping the team recruit. I probably was a top recruiter, but it wasn't my own recruits. It was being able to teach a duplicatable, simple process. And I think some of that's been lost because so many top earners are recruiting so many people. Now they're on their fourth company in seven years, but hey, (laughs) I don't mean to pick on them, but hey, do you think it's coming full circle now and why, if so? I wish I could say it's coming full circle. I think that's why I feel so passionate about getting this message out there and why every time I record a podcast, that is just seeing the counter message going back to basics. But I know at least in the kind of female side of a lot of the women-based companies, I think still going in the opposite direction where people think they have to be a top enroller to do it. And I, whereas I have enrolled, for example, 75 plus in my close to six years to myself, and I do not place, I do not believe, I know certain comp plans obviously are structured to do that. Ours is not. It is a unilevel plan. And so I don't encourage because it's more like handing a fish versus teaching someone to fit. But like you said, I've helped others, others recruit along the way. But really that adds up to just one to two per month 
Whereas I know I have friends and sideline sisters in my company that are bringing on dozens and I don't even know how they do it. I don't know how you get to know them enough to understand their goals. I don't know how you can really take the time to show them those simple steps again. Limit, I have a goal to enroll two each month. That's it. And that's all it takes to build a legacy business is just a little bit along the way and doing it in a way, again, that I know I could fully show. I do, obviously, through that model, show someone else exactly the process that I to get that at, that they could have those results too. That's awesome. I find it enormously refreshing because it's that's what the business should be about. And I life changed because of the sponsorship, the relationship and the education yes. and the personal growth. And that's what attracted me to the industry. And that is, unfortunately, what is part is missing a little bit. And I think some of the companies, unfortunately, are even getting misled by what is an idea? What's the persona of an ideal recruit? And that's you. That's the kind of person you want. It's a very sticky business. You can disappear. You can have a crisis of some sort. You can take a respite, connect with other parts of your life for three months, six months. The business is going to go on because the foundation is so solid. Yes. I think it's Bob Heilig that says you don't have the opportunity to do that as a network marketing leader. It's a job and not a business. You really do have to be able to step away. That is the business model that we signed up for is one that allows us freedom. And I think that, again, that's such a problem when leaders have this high volume of customers and distributors that they're trying to manage. They lose sight of what's most important. And honestly, the reason that most people sign up to begin with is to be a part of something bigger. They want to be a part of a community, a culture. A lot of times they want to be the bestie of that online influencer. They're never going to have that opportunity. I hate to say it, but they don't, there's not enough of them to go around to do that. I think it's this, it encourages sometimes this rat race. And I think you're right that companies themselves tend to put those people on a pedestal, which makes the whole thing even more Mm -hmm. challenging. That's awesome. Before we talk about your podcast and how people can reach you, any closing thoughts, anything that you think is important in this day and age of building, especially the using the methodologies you have to close out here? Yeah, I would just say for people to just keep an open mind, the other beautiful thing about this business model is there is freedom in the way that we run our business. And while I am a huge believer that you should leverage simple systems that can be duplicated with your team, the cool part is there are a million ways to do it. And the industry is shifting, it is growing, and something like social media there's an amazing opportunity to leverage it, but people just need to keep their eyes focused on their ultimate goal. Is it to build a business for yourself or is it to build a business that truly is based on freedom and fulfillment that comes from serving others and helping them win? That's my big thing. And of course, anybody who wants to listen in more can tune into my podcast, The Called to Lead podcast, where I talk about this each week. (laughs) And they can find that on any podcast, Spotify, what have you, player. Yeah, absolutely. They can also go to my website, Heather K. Burge. It's B-U-R-G-E dot com. And there are links to all the things on there as well. Awesome. Heather, I just loved it. I love your approach. And thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this conversation. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Network Marketing Dream with Patrick Shaw. For more insights on building a solid networking business, visit our website, at rapidfunnel.com slash MLM. If you loved our content, please share, like, and subscribe. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode.